Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your hosts, Steve Katarzy and Bryn Jenkins. I know, I can come across like a bit of a meathead at times, you know, always talking about the barbell, always talking about strength training. And um, look, that is what I like. But not everyone likes to do strength training, hitting the gym and going crazy, you know, in, in the grind. Some people like to be more dynamic and use their bodies in different ways. So this episode is actually about bodyweight training. And it's not my specialism, but Bryn does a whole ton of bodyweight training programming for his clients, not exclusively, but um, in a multitude of different ways to either increase fitness, uh, calorie burn, improve technique, skill work, and generally help people get more functional and strong. So this episode is a real kind of deep dive into why is bodyweight training so popular? Why do people find it an easy, accessible means of getting started and sometimes staying there for a very long time in terms of training protocol how would we consider programming bodyweight training in and around someone's goals to either lose weight get functionally strong or develop lean mass and what are the limitations to bodyweight training that you need to be mindful of just so you can continue to see adaptations and positive progression in your body through time so that's what today's episode's about. It's a really good one. But before we get started with that, we reflect on the great Joe Rogan episode with Elon Musk, who is a weird cat. I mean, he is socially awkward. He's quite difficult to listen to, but a super intelligent human being. So we just pick apart that conversation, his communication style, you know, his mind, as well as finding some similarities between how I do some things and how he comes across but let's be clear i'm not suggesting i'm anything like elon musk in terms of his uh intelligence or capability but there are some similarities anyway i hope you enjoy this episode guys so we've just been speaking about elon musk offline yeah um i just listened to the joe rogan um experience the interview with elon musk and I think you just listened to him too. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me, man. What what, what do you what do you think? Because you've read his book as well, right? Yeah. His autobiography. So he he's definitely an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, Joe Rogan was calling him an alien because he, he the 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 thing with Elon Musk, he is just super intelligent guy. He's he considers himself like an engineer, doesn't he? But he's you can tell in the interview, he's just not hundred percent there. He's in his head and he's thinking about things and he's giving very short answers. He's a little bit awkward socially. Um, and people call him an alien because he's kind of just disrupted, you know, different sectors like, um, the space sector trying to, um, land on Mars and, and, uh, colonize on Mars. He's digging tunnels in, in LA, um, what else is he doing? Tesla. So he's transformed the electric car. Flamethrowers. Flamethrowers. Yeah. Like he's just, it was, it was a really interesting listen. Yeah. I, I'm, you, I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he must be autistic. Yeah. Like, I did wonder it, that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they've medically 
agreed with him <laughs> that he is. But I mean, yeah, he's definitely that You've kind only of got a look, though. He's definitely that kind of character, so, yeah. right? Where must be everything else is blurred. <laughs> where his focus is basically inward and you know calculating stuff, yeah. working stuff out, seeing the world through a different lens. That, yeah. That's just my experience in listening to him. You know, as you say, he. I know people like him. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly who I know that kept kind of flashing back in my head of me. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> you should be so lucky. <laughs> but there's, some, from there's someone that has been in my life for a while that reminded me of him in terms of um, his accent, his one, you know, one word answers. Yeah. But then when you get him going, just expressing this insane mathematical, you know, science yeah. brain I, I could see myself you know warming to him and mm. I, I think once you break the ice and kind of get used to how he communicates you probably can get past yeah. that uh, but for the first half an hour hour, i'm like oh this yeah. is painful it, man. It, he, he doesn't see the awkward silences i don't think so when he he'll answer and he'll just I mean, I, I watched some of the interview with Joe Rogan on, on his YouTube and you can see that it's, it doesn't bother him. The silences don't bother him. He'll just say yes or no and then she'll leave it there. And Joe Rogan's a bit like, uh, like stuck. Oh, I hate like, silence, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan almost feels like he's, Joe Rogan towards, I don't know, he feels like he was talking a lot to kind of fill the gaps and he was having to do a lot of the talking yeah. because Elon Musk just gives him one word answers and just leaves it there. And then just but once he got him moving on a few different subjects, few like for example, you know this um, art artificial intelligence, yeah, embedded into the human brain, yeah, and like what that can mean for life as we know it, and yeah. him being very fatalistic about the future, um, through to when they were talking about you know rockets and things flying, flying vehicles, and yeah, yeah, when you get him going, he can go, but. It's on certain like, subjects. If if you haven't asked a specific enough question that requires That's it. detail or enough answer, and it could be answered with yes or no, you, he'll go with yes or no. Yeah, yeah, you know you've I mean? hit the nail on the head because uh, I was actually thinking that when I was watching, it, I was like, he he's not. It's almost like he doesn't understand the question if it's not specific enough because he is very. Oh, what's the word when someone is very like? You answer it in a matter of fact. So if you have to give him the question in the correct manner. He's very literal. Literal, that's yeah. it. He's very literal. So if you ask him a question, he'll answer it the way he thinks it should be answered and he won't actually go off and give you more than that. Um, so there's a few things that he was asking him and he had to ask him like five times to actually get the, the answer he yeah. wanted out of him because yeah. he, he, most people get it. They'll get the gist of the question and go, I see what he's kind of asking. <laughs> Elon Musk just didn't get it. So here's, here's the funny thing for me is that you know, I've been going through my own kind of self-exploration this year, right? Yeah. But um, different things have helped me look at, you know, myself and how I interact with people in different ways. Last thing I've done was I've done like a psychometric test and it yeah. kind of pulled out some traits and kind of my priority mm -hmm. of things that I care about. And I've known and I've kind of spoken about this to many people that, you know, I've got a level of introvert introvert in me. Yeah. Um, I like my own company, probably more so than I do, you know, spending a lot of time in big groups. Mm -hmm. And I can be quite literal at times, not all the time. And, you know, I can crack a joke and I can 
wrong with jokes, but knowing near as much as some of my friends. Yeah. And I, I, and I can feel it. I can feel my awkwardness at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone says something and I should be laughing at that, but <laughs> you're distracting me from the conversation. I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You've yeah, probably yeah. seen that with me. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was funny, but move on. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, stick I, to the plan. other friends, like, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll interrupt their conversation with a little, <laughs> little joke and then they'll go with it for a couple of minutes. Yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> or I don't hear it or I don't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely have my blinkers on when it comes to like social awareness and finesse and maturity. Absolutely. What, what does... And when I was listening to Elon, it was like, I, I'm, look, I'm not Elon in any capacity, <laughs> but I, I got little bits of who he was as a person I could relate to. Yeah. Do you know what, what, I mean? what got me at the end of the the interview was that the fact that he was actually a people's person because he finished off I by got, kind I of got saying... To the end, but anyway, go on. Yeah, he said um, that he has a lot of faith in humanity and he, he says he's pro-humanity. I don't know quite how he put it, but he said he's pro-human, right? He likes human beings and has a lot of faith in them and wants to to help humanity. Oh, you can um, tell that through his... Yeah, his, you can, but I almost work, felt right? like he because he's because when you when he's talking to other human beings he's not very good at interacting so you almost feel like he's very much an introvert and probably doesn't care much for other human beings i know it might sound a bit harsh to say but i just don't feel that he's very warm or fuzzy but at the end he was like actually no i, I i'm pro-humanity and i want to i want to help humanity mm. and i want to do good in the world whereas his personality when, when he's talking doesn't seem like his, that kind of person so here's here's the thing i've i've read like this is like as if you've just like dipped into my brain because i've been thinking about exactly that kind of trait that i have yeah um again i'm not as awkward as he is and you know i can you know a little bit more socially capable i think perhaps but <laughs> i was only having this conversation online with the missus a couple of days ago mm -hmm. i score really low on empathy mm -hmm. uh, in terms of talents so there's sympathy like I feel sorry for you because yeah. something's gone wrong in your life. I Or you can be empathetic, which is I can experience the world as you experience. I can put myself in your shoes and really care about your experience yeah. and care about you not having a good experience and try and do something about it, right, yeah. to help you. And then there's compassion, which is, is more, it's, it's like, it's caring for people, mm -hmm. but not necessarily walking through their shoes. Yeah. Right? And I kind of reached the conclusion for me that a lot of people piss me off. And I try, I try not <laughs> get frustrated with people, but it just happens. In what way though? Like with with stupidity? Like No, like Michelle feels the same way. We have a low tolerance for either um, vanity, being yeah. egotistic, being stupid, doing dumb things, <clears throat> being argumentative, whatever. If people don't fit my specific mold of what I think is a good human being, yeah, I've got low tolerance for them. So yeah. I can kind of like you know, shut get frustrated, quick, shut them out of my whatever, life, yeah. that kind of thing. But at the same time, everything that I'm doing, yeah, that I have done in my life and what I'm doing and what I want to do is very pro-humanity, you know, solving problems, making this world a better place. And I'm a bit confused because I don't have I don't have that intimate connection with any everyone i meet and a lot mm -hmm. of people frustrate me and yeah. i won't necessarily have that empathy for each and every person i connect with for example like if 
if there's an argument online or a, you know a, a debate in a group of people some people like michelle she's a harmonizer so she will not want to go at someone yeah because she cares about their feelings yeah so she may think they're wrong or she may have an opinion that might make them feel awkward mm -hmm. or uncomfortable but she won't go there because she's a harmonizer whereas if you say something i don't agree with i, I, I won't throw you under the bus i'll just have a debate yeah but without realizing i might i may have alienated you or made you feel uncomfortable <clears throat> yeah but being being right or having a discussion is more important than protecting you yeah yeah do you know what to I mean? fit your feelings the way and, was... and, and that that Go on, sorry. So the way I see it with you and you're explaining that almost like um you you were saying obviously you got low tolerance. And I think that low tolerance comes from a high standard. You have high standard for yourself and therefore you probably have high standards for others. That's right. And when people don't yeah. live up to those standards, it's it annoys you. So yeah. you're like, why, why are they not getting their shit together? Um, but then you the reason you want to help everyone, in my eyes, the way I see it, is that because you want to raise everyone's standards. Yeah, would you that's, agree? Yeah, that, that's, that's the way I see it. It's like it. you're like my standards are pretty pretty high, and it annoys me when people's standards aren't high. So what I'm going to do? Going to do something about it, and I'm going to try and raise everyone else's standards. That's well put, man. High tide raises all boats. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I've kind of concluded. I had this conversation with Kevin Taylor, who was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I've got compassion. This real deep, like, well, things that move me. I hate bullying, and yeah. I hate. Um, Real, you know, when there's wrong in in the world, right? When someone's being, it's really un, in, unjust, and yeah. you know they've had a real bad run of things, and their life's really take, you know, giving them a blow. I, yeah. I feel sorry for people, mm. and you know, sometimes I wax upon that. But I have very low empathy who, for people that just day to day get frustrated with life or struggle to find a, a way through day to day yeah. stuff, mm. and you know they want sympathy and they want you to. Give them a pat on the back, and you know they want your comfort because they, as you said, they haven't got their shit together. And I, I struggle to be empathetic for yeah. you not being able to work your way through day to day stuff. Yeah. But when something really bad has happened to you, like you're pulling at my heartstrings, I want to do something. Really? Okay. For you, right? Yeah. But as I zoom out, it kind of feels like I'm, I'm torn between I care about everyone, but I don't necessarily care about a single person. Yeah. Do you understand I what do I'm see saying? what you mean. Because you're, again, it's that looking at humanity rather than looking at individual. You're trying to help people that don't have self-inflicted problems. So someone that's maybe complaining and making excuses and not getting their shit together, that probably grates on you. But when someone's actually trying to make it, yet, you know, something's happened in their family and there's just a whole run of things that aren't going their way and, and, and life is shit for them it's not self-inflicted so you're like you know what like i feel bad for that you know yeah. i want to help him because you can't help it whereas there's a lot of people out there that that might or can help themselves and that's probably where you're like where where, where do you sit on that right <laughs> so we, we you know if you look at that spectrum one spectrum is you don't care about anyone at all yeah and the other end of the spectrum is you know you're a people person, you care about every single person you interact with, you care deeply about how they feel when they're with you and mm -hmm. how they are in life. Just at an individual level, where would you 
sit yourself. Zero being, you don't give a shit. Ten, like you're all in for every single person you connect no, with. No, definitely not for everyone because I'm the same. I kind of, I get annoyed with people that, like I just said, that have excuses and complain. I hate people complaining about their life when really you have control over your own life, right? Mm. We all have times and we're like, you know, you know, might complain about little things here and there, but a lot of people can complain about stuff yet they can change it, but they don't. And that, that sort of knocked down a peg or two on, on the scale of one to 10. So, but then there's a lot of people out there that are just genuine and you genuinely want to help them. And a lot like, let's talk about the fit, uh, health and fitness industry. People come to, to me cause they want to obviously lose weight and stuff. My tolerance is higher there because I have a lot of empathy and I have a lot of, I understand that, from the outside, it looks like people are just being lazy and not willing. Yes, there's some people, but actually a lot of people just don't understand. A lot of people are naive and they haven't don't, been enabled they, with they all the right enabled. information and, and stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, and there's there's a mindset process behind a lot of these things as to why they're acting out in certain ways and habits and all sorts. Yeah. So I my tolerance there goes a lot higher and then I my compassion goes up and, and therefore I want to help everyone. But then there's certain things where people maybe in the business world, entrepreneurial, I look at people and think, I don't know, that's not a space I feel like I'd want to help people because I think people, entrepreneurs, they're go-getters and they go and get it. If they don't like something, they'll change it. And there's a lot of people out there that don't change it. And I feel like that's more people making excuses and stuff. So my compassion goes down. Does that make sense? So, so you're more compassionate on... for... <clears throat> The so, naivety of kind of nutrition and health and looking after your yeah, body versus I want I want to make loads of money, but I, I don't know how to or I haven't done it the right way. For that person, you're yeah, more like, no, there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. The money game you feel is yeah. more within, I don't know, it's, it's, I d- in some ways it's more complicated, right? Yeah, and it can be. And there's still people that are like, I don't know how and stuff. But I think it just depends in what area of life you look at. It changes. But I think it's because in the health and fitness industry, I understand it. That's probably what it is. And yeah. I've become more compassionate. So that's kind of my point really is that my t- I want to help everyone when it comes to like losing weight, things like that. You know, you got, you know, probably about a nine out of 10 because there's some people that you just think that just. And this is the reason when we, we got together and we was thinking about this adaptation thing. And you said, oh, you know what, you're going to do like PT stuff. And I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, I, I, and it's a scaling thing, right? Yeah. First and foremost, it's a scaling thing. But yeah, I just don't have the tolerance for excuses. Right. I, I'm, yeah. I, I And I think my I, I'm compassionate and empathetic up front. Yeah. But that degrades very quickly as I interact <laughs> with someone. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If I like put out, you know, this is the framework of, okay, you've told me your problems. These are the solutions. These are the three, four things you're going to have to do. You can go and implement those we're on, a, on the road and people don't. If they don't, then I'll be like, fuck you. If you don't yeah. want to do what you know is right, yeah. then I haven't got the time for you. Yeah. That's not right, Yeah, but that's just my impatience when but it comes sometimes to... Sometimes that you know, is right because sometimes you tell people, you give them the tools and they know what they need to do and they still don't do it. And, and you know you don't want to tell them five times. You, want to, you only want to tell them once or twice. Mm. Um, and sometimes, again, because there might be emotional disorders behind eating disorders, and things like that, well. you know, things Life like stuff. that, obviously. Yeah. But but at the same time, yeah, you're right. Sometimes, and this is probably the hardest part about the, the job that I do with, with the personal training is knowing when to just say, look, get on with it. 
or whether it's I want to be oh, empathetic I towards and I no, understand. Of course. And so, let's find another yeah. way and and let's kind of because you don't want to become too you don't want to model muddy coddle someone too much because they might be making excuses and you're yeah. facilitating that behavior and then they make it's more, a fine and more line, excuses isn't it? yeah and then eventually they disappear because it just gets to a point where they just they make so many excuses they just don't get any results so then if you fight sometimes you have to look at someone and go look you just need to crack on and you motivate them and then they they do it and you think that's just what they needed some people need you to grab their hand some people you need to put your arm around their shoulder that's the mm. way i see it so yeah so anyway this uh I, I know we kind of like detoured off of the elon musk thing but bring yeah. it back to it yeah yeah he's a interesting he's an interesting, interesting cat dude, isn't he? yeah yeah and and i've in listening to that i i think i, I like him more as, as a result of hearing his yeah. personality but i suspect it takes some getting used to to work out how to work with him yeah. like as yeah. you know people working underneath him and within the teams like he's not the most enigmatic charismatic fully engaging compassionate leader and yeah. i've seen and been with some of those leaders and they just move you yeah he's going to move you through his vision but not through his care and leadership of people you yeah know what i mean well so in his book, they were talking about how he he doesn't he basically will work you to the bone if you work for him. Right. He will expect you to work just as hard as he does. That's yeah. how he operates. He doesn't switch off. He works, works, works. Expects you to do as much. He wants you to do just get on and do it and get it done. Because if you said you're going to get it done by this time frame, why have you not got it done this time frame? And um, and in the book, they're saying I'm that a little he's bit like heard, that too. Yeah, but they've been heard like. <laughs> he's been heard shouting like like effing and blinding to people and we need to basically get our shit together and, and fucking make it happen because if if they're trying to do something that's near impossible because obviously his ideas are always wacky stuff yeah stuff that hasn't been done before they're trying to figure out new stuff this is not easy stuff they're doing and he'll be effing and blinding going well we just need to fucking figure it out we just need to and that's i guess on. where his uh social intelligence probably lacks right yeah to go from I need this done. You haven't got it done. Instead of, you know, maturely and elegantly handling a situation like that with someone who is a great leader, yeah. he goes to frustration and frustration leads to anger and he doesn't know how to express it. Therefore, he shouts. And I, and I can see that in myself. Like I can get to the point of, you know, tolerance has been exhausted. I'm impatient. This result hasn't been achieved. And I can bypass those, in, you know, those effective engagement steps and yeah. go straight to shouting and yeah. it's you know it's a sign of immaturity when it comes to social capability and i think that's probably fair i mean he's, he's got many many talents probably social yeah you know the social side of things in terms of being a social comedian and making people feel loved and engaged and caring for them and getting the best out of them that's probably yeah. something he struggles with and he probably needs good managers underneath him to get yeah. what he needs out of the people yeah, working it's about in his your company. team isn't it but i do i do wonder though like if he wasn't like how he is would he not be as successful because probably not he's an extreme character yeah. and and if he's effing and blinding and, and pushing his team now i know that well we know it's not the best way to get the best out of someone right um like richard branson he's successful and he he's got a lot of compassion he's a caring he's very a caring, caring guy and soul, yeah. his workforce basically have zero holiday working out they can basically take as much holiday as they want as long as they don't leave their colleagues in in the um 
the in rudder, the ship. Uh, sorry, in the <laughs> ship, basically. And he trusts them, right? And he and that's his approach. Yeah. But Elon Musk is trying to really, really push the boundaries, and he's trying to do things on a very quick time scale. So he has to be that forceful i think yeah, because maybe. he's like we need to get on and do it we need to you know innovate and make change and 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 did you see what i mean he he almost has to be aggressive yeah yeah otherwise people would just kind of mull along and not I do agree, it as man. quick and like, if you think about all the measure- measurements of a human being you know for you to be extreme in one area you're gonna have to take something away from somewhere else right yes it's unlikely you can be the perfect human being, completely well-rounded with mm. every attribute bang on a hundred percent. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna dial in on one area, and something else is gonna have to drop, and that's clearly where he's dropped the ball. But you know, I, I think everyone forgives him because he's creating great things for the world. But that's right? the thing, right? Because I've I've spoken to a few people, and they're like, oh, he's just a twat. Like, you know, like he's just he doesn't respond properly and talk, you know, in the interview, you could tell that he was, he was almost being a bit of a dick, but he wasn't. He, it's just the way he's wired and he's built. And that's what he does. When you understand that, you kind of appreciate it. But from the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, he's a bit of a twat. Cause he's just like, he's not, he's not, there's no dialogue. He's just saying yes or no. And, and a bit awkward and comes across arrogant. Comes it's, across not, arrogant. it's not arrogant. It's just, it's not arrogant. He doesn't see the world the way that exactly. others do. And and yeah. actually, because he's that way, he's changing the world for the better in other places, i.e. electric cars, solar city. You. So, yeah, you do. You have to kind of take away from certain areas in order to be good at other stuff. There we go, man. Adaptation. Today, we decided to talk about something that I'm no expert in, uh, other than when I was a, a kid and didn't have any money or ideas, which is body weight exercises yeah. so um i thought I, I really wanted to pick your brain and yeah. for the listeners give people some insight both the pros and cons mm-hmm. of considering body weight exercise or programming yeah and what i mean by body weight is you know not using weights not using barbells and dumbbells and machines but instead doing exercises where it's just your body weight that's your <laughs> resistance yeah, yeah, exactly. Which might be pull-up bars, TRXs, still Olympic rings, but you're still using your body weight. So yeah, okay. So I had a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, first question. Uh, let's let's key it off with why? Why why is body weight uh, programming? I say so popular. I, I think it is relatively popular in today's mm-hmm. age. Yeah. Um, so is everything else, but it, you know it's not a dying thing, right? With with weights and machines and everything else we've got you almost think that body weight exercises would have just disappeared but they ha- yeah. absolutely haven't if anything there's been a, 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 a surgery of yeah body weight programming yeah. talk me why you think that is i i think there's a lot of it's very diverse body weight training now to what it used to be when it back in the day it used to be almost seen as boot campy military style training you know press up sit-ups you'd see that in military training but as it's evolved you now see it in many different areas so you've got people that do calisthenics uh, so they're doing a lot of bar work so they're doing a lot of pull-ups and muscle-ups and playing around in the parks and, and and olympic rings so you've got that side of bodyweight training then you've got the joe wicks you're doing the the kind of hip training so jump squats burpees lunges yeah you've got that um then you've got the movement culture 
like Edo Portel. I don't know if do you, have you heard no, of Edo Portel. That, no. He's a a movement coach, and he works with um, or has worked with Conor McGregor. All the animal movements. All the animal, yeah, animal, flow? animal flow. Yeah. And I'm, and, and just as a disclaimer, I'm no real expert in bodyweight training. I mean, I coach it, yeah, but I don't specialize in that area. Okay. Um, but this, so this is me from afar kind of looking at all the different areas, right? But you've got experts that do specialize, like Edo Portel, that do animal flow, so where they do a lot of like crawls, like lizard lizard crawls. Yeah, I've seen Connor do some of those. Yeah. And it's, it looks funky like it's very gorilla movements and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. spinal tides and all these kind of special moves so you're kind of seeing but that's out there i wouldn't say a lot of people are on that no but joe public not the joe public but it is becoming more popularized um and because there's these different areas now bodyweight training it that it's become almost sexy it's almost i feel like it's become popular because it is the in thing to do bodyweight training well look at aubrey marcus who um is the founder of on it yeah, and he he's a big big proponent of um, unusual movement as yeah. a way of exercise. So maces, kettlebells, yeah, uh, you know, other kind of implements and devices yeah. that kind of create momentum with your body versus mm-hmm. just using you know a, a linear movement of moving a bar up and down. Right, he's all for kind of multi-directional multi-directional, rotational yeah. stuff, and you know wobble board type things and just weird machines that you mm-hmm. wouldn't see in normal gyms um so yeah i, I see that side of it as well yeah. but in terms of the, the the kind of joe public movement of bodyweight training and mm-hmm. i think um the likes of body coach so joe wicks he's definitely popularized it within the uk at least yeah in driving um a lot of home Home, workout. um, home workouts yeah you know following along to a youtube clip or something for 20 minutes mainly kind of hip based yeah um body weight exercises again why do you think that's been received so well i think because number one convenience he's he's nailed convenience on the head he knows how to save people to he basically knows how to get people results in less time so you don't have to travel to the gym you can do the workout at home in your lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, hit training, you can typically do, which is high intensity interval training. You can typically do body weight because you can do burpees, you can do jump squats, you can do press ups and all those exercises and really jack up your heart rate and, and do that in, in intervals, right? And then obviously he's got the nutritional side as well, which is quick, easy meals. So everything that he does is all about efficiency, quick, easy ways to basically get maximize your results. Yeah. And I think he's, 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 figured out that you can do home workouts very easily, very quickly, which is very efficient. And everyone's gone, yeah, actually, you know what? I can get results. I can do it at my lounge. I I can also expect, I don't know if you agree, that um, it's very accessible. As you've just said, right, the convenience factor, you know, everyone get internet connection. You know, most people can find a room where they just get enough space to be able to do these movements. Yeah. Um, So I'd say it's accessible. It's cheap. For yep. the most part, it's either free or a no relatively small kind of overhead to get, subscribe to something like this. No gym membership, no CrossFit membership, which can be very expensive. Yeah. Um, I also think there must be a confidence issue thing here going on as well, right? So, yeah. hey, if you are not confident around entering a public gym mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it's your body shape, whether you, have, you haven't been to the gym for 10 years, whether you, you, you don't feel that you can move very well, whether you're not very strong... 
um, whatever it is, you've got hang-ups about something or another that yeah. makes it awkward to go to a public setting to work out. Yeah. I guess this is good for yeah. that reason as well. And and just going off the back of confidence as well, um, I'll go far as saying it's low skill because you yeah. don't it, you don't have to have as much skill to do a press up. Now, although you, there is a lot of technique to do a press up and lunges, you can do it squats, wrong. You can and do you can it do wrong it and injure yourself and less whatnot. effectively than others. But generally speaking, <laughs> but generally speaking, the movement is relatively low. Skill. Yeah, most people can get down their knees or or, or whatever and, and do press ups. Yeah, and they can do okay. lunges. That's so fair. the low skill level, I think, is actually quite a big point. Um, yeah, and then I guess you know you don't have to think about what you're doing. You just have to in, in, follow along. Okay, no, there's different ways of doing bodyweight training. You could do your own programming, but um, in this kind of movement of following along to videos, you don't have to think really. Yeah. You know, you, you put on a DVD or you stick on the YouTube video and you just follow along to your instructor. So I think for a lot of people that either don't have uh, the knowledge or the time or the interest to program for themselves, they they turn up, do their thing, turn off, yeah. done. And that's why they've always been so popular and they've always worked yeah. because, um, is it Davina McCall? She's, she's done home workouts, always been very popular. Yeah. Um, all those DVD workout programs, they've all, they've always had a good, yeah, good set of revenue, on, especially I, around Christmas and new year. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I did one a few years back, which was really popular. Pro, I don't know if it's still popular now. Not the P90X or. He's called M Mark no i can't remember his name i can't remember what it was called I everyone was doing it about. it's just come to my head and i just remember doing it one summer probably about four or five years ago um and everyone was was doing this workout i was like i'll give it a go i enjoyed it i wouldn't do it solely on its own but i i did enjoy it it was good just stick dvd on follow along and yeah it's and almost you, like you're done yeah exactly what about i would also say and tell me if i'm wrong but I think it feeds the the need for most people to want to lose weight, right? So where I, I'd say the number one goal around physique, you know, body composition is to lose weight. You know, generally speaking, people want to lose weight. And therefore, most people go to the gym or entertain exercise yeah. with the primary goal of losing weight. And then that morphs and changes throughout yeah. their journey of working out. Mm -hmm. And I think this taps into it really well because it's 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 driven towards that fat loss market for the yeah. most part would yeah. you would you agree yeah if cuz cuz obviously we're talking about body weight training as in sort of like more body weight workouts stuff. at home more hip based and that is definitely a market for for weight loss because at the end of the day a lot of weight loss yeah there's other other ways to lose weight but generally speaking calories is one of the biggest drivers when it comes to losing weight and we know that you can burn a lot of calories in 20 minutes um, doing a hit workout so therefore the market industry just hammers that and they're like we we know we know we can get your results in that field if your nutrition's right and and you're healthy otherwise you can do and you don't workout. have to leave your house you don't have to go for a run and run somewhere and run back yeah you're, you're stationary for, for for all intents and purposes you you, yeah. you burn a bunch of calories yeah. and yeah so i can see that works right you don't need a treadmill you don't need a row machine you don't need weights yeah you can just jump up and down and do a bunch of stuff and you know you've burnt two three four hundred calories perhaps and you look at the people that are generally overweight they don't tend to be people that naturally gravitate towards exercise so they want to get it done quickly and mm -hmm. they don't want to spend a load of money and they don't want to travel so 
kind right. of just write in your lounge. There you go. So I think that's. that's I think another, they're they're the main reasons why. Another point. Yeah. It, it kind of, it, 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 as you say, the you know DVDs and VHS tapes and stuff. You know, workout videos have been popular with women for a very long time. Yeah. But I think there is a a, a growing interest for men. Like for example, the Joe Wick stuff. You know, the amount of guys that I know that say, "Yeah, I do his thing." Yeah. I, you know, I've I've you know kitted out my my garage and turned it into a little studio so i can follow along and yeah yeah i've done a bunch of his stuff it's now not um embarrassing for guys to say they're doing <laughs> workout videos yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So it has think... become more accessible to, to both the sexes i think as well over the last 10 years yeah because i think um joe ricks doesn't look bad right like he's i mean he's not a bodybuilder he's not you know, for you, he would probably wouldn't be appealing because you, your goals are aesthetically are different. Yeah. But for some guys or guys that might be overweight that just looking just to lose weight and not necessarily look to to bodybuild or he's got or an aspirational bulk. body shape in comparison <laughs> exactly. to what they've got. So yeah. they start thinking, actually, I could probably look like him if I start doing some of his hit workouts. So I think that's kind of like appealing to the to the guys as well. So what would you do? Like moving on to now the use of body weight yeah training do or do you like program it or prescribe it to your clients and if so why what are the conditions in when body weight training is something you would suggest someone does versus doing you know running the street or doing boot campy types oh, i guess it's similar or doing pure strength based work or yeah. or picking up a sport when would you say body weight training is the program or the style of exercising I'd like you to do for now until forever or for the next couple of months? Help me understand your rationale behind <clears throat> prescribing body weight. So I I definitely add in some HIIT workouts, kind of very similar to what um, Joe Wicks would do. Um, we all kind of, it's almost like it's a new invention, HIIT training, because Joe Wicks has kind of popularized it. But it's just an old method of of getting your heart rate up in, in intervals, right? And body weight's an easy way to do that. Mm -hmm. So if, if if I've got someone that's wanting to lose weight, then I will program that in, but I don't ignore Almost the, always. <clears throat> pretty much, yeah. Okay. Because what I would do is typically run them through a normal sort of mobility, strength, um, and muscle building kind of uh, workout, right? Working on technique, working on strength. But at the end of the workout, that's when I would typically include some sort of hip-based training. So I would do that usually no more than maximum three times a week. Um, so I might do it once a week, depending on who it is. If their recovery is pretty good, I might put in two, maybe three. Um, but so Bruno, let me let me stop you there. You're, are you su suggesting that you don't... Oh, no, let me let me restate this. Do you exclusively recommend bodyweight training for certain people or do you like it to be ancillary or blended with doing strength-based work? I don't... Pers no, so I never recommend bodyweight training on its own to anyone, not because I don't think that's right, because that can work for some people. Okay. Um, but I see the benefits to other style of... It's just not the way I train clients okay i train clients with external load so dumbbells and barbells so i use it as almost like accessory work to help develop and strengthen their their deadlift or their their squat or the bench press or whatever um i might do it 
as a skill, like it might be a muscle up or it might be just to, to, to build a good foundation. So it might be to build a good squat. I might start with the bodyweight squat to be able, before I get them doing bench press, I'll make sure if this is a real beginner we're talking about, I might get them doing press ups and make sure they can press up properly before jumping on the bench press. So I'll, I'll include that within the training program. And then at the end, if it's for weight loss, I will do some sort of hip base just to obviously burn more calories. But I never really find the need to just go, no, you just do body weight training exclusively okay. and do nothing okay. else. I guess I guess that I, I hadn't realized that. I thought maybe you'd have clients where that's the only only thing you prescribe, mm -hmm. right? Which is some kind of hip base regime, some kind of, you know, follow along type thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's all they do. I so mean, you, you you don't you don't do that. You don't so think that's the only time valuable enough. Um, it, I mean, it can be. And if someone came to me, which I I have had in the past, someone said to me, "I like training at home and stuff." So they'll come to me for a few sessions to learn technique, and then they go off and then they do their own hip workouts, and they might follow Joe Wicks, but at least they've come to me and we've worked on technique. So I've had that and they just, and I don't try and convince them otherwise. I mean, okay. I, I educate them and, and let them know there's other ways of training, but if they're happy with that and they get results, then by all means. Now, the other thing is that if I'm going on holiday and I'm away and I'm not going to be there and they're going to have to train at home, then I'll prescribe them a home workout. Okay. And that's when I would say, right, you, you, you know, your five bodyweight exercises, do five rounds of these, do that at home. And then okay. that's when I would use. So it's almost is your your prescription is it's either a fallback when you haven't got access to a gym, yeah, or or you, yeah, and it's in support of developing your skill when yep. it's around the gym using external load. Mm -hmm. So you're doing things to support skill level or mobility or yep. general functional strength, yeah, and then you're also using body weight as a kind of calorie burner. Yeah. kind of finisher yeah. but you're not engaging exclusively in bodyweight programming for any clients no and i mean i know some coaches that that do get great results with bodyweight training and they they just stick with bodyweight training um and this is more a little more specialized because joe wicks if we're talking about joe wicks that's more He's not so worried about technique and, and form. Yeah, he may kind of talk you through it as he's doing his videos. But it's all about calories. It's all about calories, right? It's just yeah. get you moving. Come on, high fives and fist pumps. Whereas there's other coaches that are like, let's get you doing the planche, or let's get you doing handstands. Let's and they'll they'll actually take you through progressions and skills that will right. get you there. So yeah, I mean, and 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 some people really enjoy that. Some people get really good results with that. Um, I don't. I, I might include that in people's programming, but yeah, I I don't tend to. And what why is that? I mean, what's your what's your kind of value system that's driving you to not do that? Uh, I think I've never trained that way myself. I, I do do body weight training, but I've never solely done body weight training, and I see the value in picking up a barbell i see the value in picking up dumbbells and using external load because although body weight training can be very very um beneficial in its own right i don't find that you can replace a barbell or a dumbbell or a, or a kettlebell and things like that i think because the 
the stress that you can place on your body through that external load is much, much greater. Mm-hmm. And therefore the the stimulus that you're placing will create this adaptation that, that to grow muscle and whatnot. So I just find that there's a limitation on body weight training. Yeah. But that's no. that's kinda of, I don't want to make it sound like body weight training isn't good and you can't spend many years on on training doing body weight training and not develop and get good results because you can but i just find that deadlifts and squats and things like that you could just you get more bang for your buck yeah and it's easier to progressively overload yeah and you can you can do that body weight I just personally okay. prefer going for okay. for You just both. have you haven't invested in understanding how to program in the long term bodyweight training as an exclusive means of exercise. Yeah. So okay. No, yeah. That makes sense. And there's and there's actually a very small amount of people that do just solely do bodyweight training. Um you get the small pocket of people that like you get the people that do the like the Joe Wicks hit workouts at home but they typically tend to be people that need the education when it comes to not overdoing hit training because a lot of people just do hit training and it can be you know balls and they're to doing ball it every, every five day. times a week yeah. and they're just burning themselves into the ground and actually a bit of strength training would probably do them do them good on the other end you've got the you know lads that are in their 20s and 30s doing calisthenics in the park um so i I've never really, I don't do calisthenics, so I've never really gone down that route of appealing to those people. Um, and the people that are doing Joe Wicks workouts, I try and draw them into a bit more strength training so that they can, yes, lose weight, but they can use it as just a tool, just yeah. a tool as as part you of wanna, weight you, loss. You want to enlighten them on... It's on an efficiency tool, yeah. Other things that they can be exactly. doing too. Exactly. And then I actually okay. want to get them strong in the gym. I want to get them lifting some weights and actually to... to get bang for their buck right yeah and okay. that that's kind of what and how i see it so. is there is there any um is there any age bias towards using body weight like would you for example if you had a i don't know a late 50s man come in and he hasn't worked out much over the last 15 20 years yeah and you're getting him into you know maybe losing a bit of weight and getting a bit more functional would you perhaps think about putting that person exclusively on body weight or do you think um your your kind of value system of the combination of strength training and and, and body weight for helping progress their skill level yeah. would you say you would do that for any age and any kind of skill level yeah i i know so well if there's so, so i've got a client that's in her 80s and i still get her lifting weights the reason for that is i get her doing deadlifts wow now I'm not going to get her going, you know, what, why does she care about deadlifts? She doesn't. So I'm not going to go get her doing, I'm not going to progress her onto the barbell and getting a PB because she doesn't care about that. What she cares about is being able to pick up the, the, the washing and not hurt her back. Mm-hmm. So therefore I think, well, if I only do body weight training with her, she's not going to experience that external ne- load, exactly. which she gets in everyday life. Exactly. Okay. So then I go, well, let's, learn how to hinge and lift the kettlebell so that that works so you've got the best of both worlds because you, okay. you've got the body weight stuff that i'm going to be more biased to if they are yes to your question slightly older because it's going to be a little less you demanding a, you have a bigger percentage of body weight stuff for an, yeah. for an older client yeah because usually okay. mobility um there'll be mobility restrictions just from years and years of, of whatever movement they've been doing or not been doing um there's going to be less stress placed on the joints you know ligaments and tendons and whatnot 
um, if we're not loading them up too much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the skill level tends to be lower. If some, well, I'm talking about someone that's in their 50s that's never really it trained hasn't really before. worked that much. Yeah, yeah, then I'm going to have to probably do a bodyweight squat rather than a back squat. Yeah. So okay. that's where that comes into play. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, so I then wanted to kind of talk about how you program. And I think you've kind of answered a bunch of these. Uh, let me just kind of like think through my question here. So I was going to ask generally like what what would be your kind of prescription? How would you leverage body weight? And I think, to be honest, that. I don't know if I have any more questions. So, do you, I mean maybe maybe one one thing I could ask is when when you talk about body weight work exclusively for when when it's not programmed to support doing weights. Yeah. Um what are your kind of go-to drills or exercises? I mean for example are you just keen on just the general kind of like hypertrophy driven work. So press ups and chin ups and, you know, crunches, mm-hmm. um, lunges, or are you, you going for more dynamic movement as well? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I go for the basic movements to begin with, just to build a foundation of good movement. So good understanding of the squat. So I'll run them through, make sure they can squat make sure they can lunge, um, make sure they can uh, do press-ups, make sure they know how to sit up without using hip flexors. Um, so just using a lot of bodyweight exercises because that's an easy way for people to learn movement and feel what they're doing um, without it being dangerous. Mm-hmm. So then I've got, so I build that foundation. Then I like to get them strong in these these movements, so these kind of basic bodyweight exercises. Then you can go off of that and then you can start doing things like landmine twist rotate uh like landmine uh rotation with a press so you know the landmine setup where you put the barbell into the i would say that's weighted though right that's weighted yeah sorry but yeah yeah, true but i'm just thinking of like dynamic movement okay so i'm thinking of like rotation and twist would you put like banded work in the category of body weight or would you still say this is external loaded in that regard it is kind of an it's external resistance but i would yeah because a lot of people, when I when I program someone to do body weight, if I am on holiday and I say, right, do a body weight work at home, bands are just an easy way to kind of add and extra some resistance. Extra load. Okay. But that's kind of like, you know, it's not really, it's not adding weight, it's adding resistance. They spent so 10, 15 quid, they've got a couple of bands and they can just, exactly. just make things a little bit harder. Yeah. So although okay. it is, yes, technically an external resistance, I kind of put it into one category okay um and you've got things like trx's um and and trx's for people that they're 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 the the hanging device yeah suspension trainers that you can use yeah Yeah, you can put them on your door yeah yeah okay olympic rings um again i put that into obviously body weight category um because then you can start doing things like muscle ups and and different exercises like that so yeah, you've got more dynamic movement. And what about things like, you know, burpees and star jumps? And and I'm trying to think about those more kind of boot campy type, yeah. faster movements, heart rate going up pretty quickly type stuff. Do you do yeah. a bunch of that? I know you do boot camps in its own right. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to individual programming, do you put that kind of stuff in there too? Yeah, I do. Because uh, I mean, a lot. So if I'm going to put it at the end of the workout for like hip based to burn calories, Again, people are fatigued at the end of the workout. They don't want to think about 
they don't want to think about what they're doing. They don't mm-hmm. want to like a deadlift. You're thinking about what you're doing. There's a lot going on. Star jumps, right? You're going to go five rounds. Star jumps of thirty seconds. Go, and then they can just do it. It's quite easy. Yeah. Um, in boot camp, it's obviously class based. Um, environment so obviously there's a lot of people there so i need to make sure that the skill level is lower um so i'm not going right let's go do a a, a, a snatch or something like that i'm going to say right let's do star jumps because everyone can do it um so that's when i would usually program in sort of things like star jumps and burpees and jump okay. squats and stuff like that um but usually using it as a tool as a calorie burn okay so you, you you're across the piece when it comes to the the use of body weights you are programming hip-based stuff whether it be in boot camp or yep. uh, as a finisher mm-hmm. you're doing um hypertrophy type kind of like muscle building exercises like the standard Still strength, strength work, yeah. work yeah the press-ups and the yeah. pull-ups that kind of thing the trx mm-hmm. yeah things where you're moving slower and you're, you're trying to get that muscle mind connection and get some hypertrophy um, and at the same time you're doing circuit based as well as skill-based work skill-based yeah and and um technique work yeah. which i know you've programmed a lot for me so we've done a bunch of that as well right yeah. progressions to yeah. enable me to move fluidly and well through space we do that without weight or do it yeah. in a or for example pistol squats right pistol squats are body weight exercises they are incredibly difficult yeah that that's the thing right so body weight exercises almost seem like a regression to weighted exercises but in some respects they can be harder so like a pistol squat if you're doing a single leg squat that's bloody hard it like is. you it can really is. you've got a strong back squat right but going to do a pistol squat it's like it's, it's just a different ball game isn't it, it is yeah it really um, is man so then you have to kind of build that up and i'm and sure the, and i guess part of why you do that is is to support unilateral strength as well right yeah. so this idea of not always using um both legs in unison or both arms in unison yeah because yes collectively we're stronger when you've got both limbs working together yeah but when you work them independently yeah when now that you've got your center of balance your yeah center of balance is changing and yeah. you're str- you know you it's it's a different kind of exercise like yeah. doing split squats for example or reverse lunges or bulgarian squats i know these are weighted but they can also can be body, do weight. body weight yeah they're hard even even though you wouldn't think they're that much harder because you think about how much strength you can have in two legs versus one surely it's about the same but it is a lot different yeah. well if you think when you're doing like uh let's go back to like pistol squat for instance you've got a you've got to there's always a discrepancy between limbs so you're going to have one leg that's weaker than the other you're going to have one side of your body, i.e. your core, is going to be weaker than the other. So when you're doing a pistol squat, the temptation to do it well is hard because you want to twist. You want to just the rotation crumple. that ends up yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and you hunch over maybe a bit too much, and you're so struggling getting, with balance. Yeah. So yeah. getting getting into the the pistol squat and trying to keep your hips level and and go down and do it with good form is. It, very hard work yeah whereas doing it um bilaterally on both legs doing like a back squat like you could squat it's a piece of piss right like you know a body weight you know goblet type squat front squat something is easy right i mean everyone could do that's the most basic squat you lift one leg up and try and do the same thing all of a sudden it's almost impossible it's a killer um and then but the the good thing with that is that's gonna help work 
balance like it's going to help balance somebody out because like we say there's always going to be a discrepancy between one side to the other yep. and actually that that's a good point because that's a good place for body weight training is to help kind of muscular imbalance okay and that can help because i mean so you're almost using it as a rehab and a and a yeah yeah a rehab tool to get people moving properly yeah and and you can use for rehab if it's just if your goal is rehab you pretty much can do a lot of that work without any yeah external load you can do a lot of that through body weight but i think most people need movement. rehab yeah. uh, i mean in in the the yeah, looser, it, it, loosest sense of the word most people need to be retaught how to move and use their another. body yeah properly for sure well as you know there's constant work that needs doing Damn right on your body technique wise and actually sometimes we're better off just to to improve that through through body weight training um there are times when we can help improve range of motion and technique with weight but there are also a lot of times where we do it with body weight so do you have any kind of frequency expectation so say for example you got okay this scenario where you're on holiday you've got someone doing some body weight work you've done a little routine they can do at home yep. maybe they've got some bands whatever it is um is there any reason to suggest why it's because the stress the overall kind of stress level yeah. and the volume level is relatively low. Yeah. Is it reasonable to suggest that people could do this kind of thing every day? It it depends because if it's so I try and limit high intensity training, like home workouts. And by high intensity, this is when your your heart rate's getting jacked up and yeah. then there's a period of rest and then you're getting jacked up again. So this isn't doing like yeah. 10 press ups and stopping. This is you know, you're getting to the point of, of wanting it, yeah. to be sick and then you're stopping for a bit. It's yeah. that intensity level. Yeah. You that, don't want to do that every day. No. So right. you you would obviously, I, I mean, I try and limit that to three times a week max. And then I would do, so yeah, it depends who the individual is. But yeah, I wouldn't, you could do more potentially and be okay if your recovery is on point. Okay. But for the majority of people um, that's looking to do it, I would probably not go any more than three a week um give or take but and what about the other end where you're doing press-ups and yeah you know you're doing uh, handstand you know uh, push-ups yeah and you're doing i don't know body weight squats and some band work and maybe some ab work yeah but you're doing it in a three sets of 20 or whatever it is you're, you're doing it in a more kind of strength yeah. oriented kind of yeah style when it's less hit and it's more trying to get a little bit of a kind of pump yeah I would think, that be something you could do every day uh i wouldn't recommend hitting the same body parts every day okay. um i would treat it as though you were doing your own training so with you you'd you'd obviously you know if you hit chest you wouldn't do chest again the next day so if you're doing press but the ups, load is relatively low so, so the perhaps the recovery is yeah. to the point where you could press up every single day if you're only doing three sets of 20. I mean, you could potentially and, and recover because you're right. The load, I see what you're saying, because the load isn't as great. So the body's capacity to recover is, is it's much gonna quicker. Be, it's going to be faster. It's going to be 100%. faster. The only time I would recommend potentially not doing it every day is if it's the same movement that's going to cause repetitive strain injury, it's going to cause muscular imbalance. So Like doing... Bicep curls, that can't be, you can't be doing that body, <laughs> do that body weight. Well, I suppose you could do it with a T-Rex though or something could. like that, right? Or well, what, what pull-ups. Actually, what I see a lot is the press-ups. I, I, I've had a lot of people come to me in the past and go, I've been doing this, this, this. I've got a shoulder problem. And I say, okay, 
um, what exercise do you do? And they'll go, oh, I, I, I do 100 press-ups every day. Every morning I get up. And Show I do, me. Yeah, and some people will get up every day and do, well, not 100 press-ups, but it varies. Some people do. Yeah, because they, they're they might do 100, 100 press-ups and then, you know, they might do that in five five goes or yeah. eight goes, but they want to get 100 done and that feels like that's exactly. box and, ticked. Right? And you know what? There's a lot of people. When I talk to, to clients that come in for, for consultation stuff, a lot of people because that's an easy exercise that just seems like the obvious exercise to do right i want to be fit and strong and i want to do something every morning and don't don't you find the progression or the 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 um the achievement mark is how many can you do with in one it, go so exactly. i remember as a kid it'll be like i want to be able to do 50 and then 60 i want to do 70 press ups in one yeah. go yeah and it's a sign of strength is it i don't know is it strength or is it just endurance and and efficiency of movement yeah um, but that is the sign of like I'm getting stronger as I've gone from being only being able to do ten, I can now do yeah. fifty. Check me out. Exactly. So yeah. you get a lot of that. You get a lot yeah. of people that are trying to do more and more and more and more and more, which is good. If you've got good form and you could only do eight with good form and now you can do ten with good form, brilliant. But the problem is if you're doing that every day and that's the only thing you're doing, or or, or you are doing that every day with other stuff. And you're going you're to still fatigue doing, every time. Your yeah. your body's your shoulders are going to round. Yeah. Your, your last 10 reps, five reps are going to be shit. They're going to look horrible well, gonna, as you try and just muscle your way up, right? Yeah. And move in any way you can. That's where you're going to cause that's it the, yeah. problems, right? Exactly. And that's what I find is the problem with bodyweight training at home is that it's, there's, it's hard to do pulling exercises unless you have a pull-up bar or a suspension trainer or some Olympic rings or something like that, or bands at home, it's very hard to work on the opposite to pressing, right? It's hard yeah, to pressing's do pressing's easy because you're pushing against gravity. Yes. But how do you go in the opposite direction? Exactly. So everyone does pressing. So press, press, yeah, press, press, press. Yeah, yeah, and then they get tight, like you're saying, tight chest muscles, tight shoulders. Before you know, you've got a muscular imbalance. And right. therefore you're because the, you're the, not working at your back at all. No, so the anterior right. of your body is tight and, and pulling you forwards, and your yeah, upper I can, I can back, that. let's say, is getting weak and needs work. So, give, give us an example of how you could try and fix that with body weight. What would you would they have to get some kind of accessory to support? No, more pulling um, work? I just find it's a little bit more, it requires a little more skip. I wouldn't say more skill because there is skill to press up, but. You, no, I'm talking about how would you get some pull action? Yeah, so there there are exercises, but they're I was going to say they're more skillful to to, to perform, but they're not because press ups can be. But YTWs, so lying on your front, um, you can lift your arms up by your side and squeeze your shoulder blades back together. That's going to work. Your you know your your lower traps, your rhomboids, not, not much, you though. know, not much. But you'd be surprised at how the little movements can can yeah so basically i put it into context you i've seen guys uh do bent over rows they'll do pendley rows they'll do normal bent over rows these are with and they're bloody strong with yeah. barbells yeah. and they're strong they can lift a lot of weight you get them on the ground you get get them to do ytw properly and and ytw is basically where you complete the shapes of a y a t and a w facing on your front and you're just lifting your hands up off the ground and up, squeezing your back. Squeezing basically. your back. Yeah. This is just one as an example, right? But you get guys that can do a lot on the barbell row. You get them doing that and they're shaking and they can't control it. Yeah. And they're lifting their arms and the shoulders are rounding forwards. Upper traps are kicking in. So they're using their neck and, and they can't control it because they haven't 
learnt to control the little muscles. They've only learnt to control the big prime movers. Yeah. And I think, so you can do a lot of good. It's isolating work, isn't it? Yeah. To some degree. You can do a lot of good doing exercises like, so YTW at home. Um, I think dips as well. I, I, I remember as a kid, right? So my, my go-to body weight stuff would have been... Dips never, big never done any leg stuff. Like, what's no, the fucking point of legs? No. <laughs> so it was press-ups Girls primarily. Girls can't see your legs. You no, exactly. wearing jeans, man. <laughs> So I would I'd do press-ups and ab work, a lot of ab work, um, and I would do dips and I would like get a chair and put my he- my feet up on a table yeah, and then just do some dips. They, they might not look the most elegant. My mm-hmm. back's rounded a bit too much, probably not good for my lower back, but it was a good way to kind of load up my triceps, just mm-hmm. doing dips. Um, I'd never really done any pull stuff, if I'm honest. If I was if I was going to do biceps, then I'd find myself some weight. So we're now moving outside of body weight, and we're doing body weight with a couple of home dumbbells at yep. least, so you can get load up your arms a little bit, and then you can lift you know shoulder raises front and side and back, and you only need like a five ten k dumbbell to be able to do that. Yeah. So I could do that, but didn't really work the back because didn't really have the weight for it. But if I was to do it again now, I'd probably. Get a TRX or suspension uh, suspension training, stuff, yeah, sure, yeah, or find a way to be underneath something and lift myself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when we do it in my gym, like you've got a barbell when you lift row. inverted yeah. rows, yeah, where you're lifting yourself back up onto the bar from the floor. They're really hard. Yeah, um, oh, but you I need mean, something. You need you need to find somewhere in your house where you could do that's, that. And that's quite that's difficult. Because I, I was thinking the other day, and I was thinking. It's, why 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 is it so difficult to do pulling exercises at home like it's a natural movement right and we we should like if if we're supposed to be strong in the back we should have things that challenge us in us in that way right because uh, that's how we've evolved but then i was thinking that's because we i imagine we would have lived in nature and climbed trees and rocks and uh, that's all pulling yeah that's all pulling and actually we probably didn't do that much pressing we probably did a lot of pulling we probably hanging from branches or climbing stuff to get i don't know coconut out of the tree depending where you live <laughs> or or if you're in scotland or wales you'd be climbing mountains you'd be scrambling and you're kind of pulling yeah. yourself up so um we don't do that as much nowadays there's not a need for it so therefore we don't use our back muscles so in a conventional home, it is quite hard to do. As you say, you might need a suspension trainer or find or somewhere bar. to... Get a pull-up bar that you can stick up um, at your, on your door, yeah. door frame. And then you can do pull-ups. If it's wide enough, you might be able to do wide pull-ups and now get the back engaged more. Um, and then all the leg stuff. I mean, there's tons of leg stuff, right? From yeah. a whole variety of squats, single leg to stuff, do. to yeah. lunges, to reverse lunges, to donkey kicks, to... Calf raises. Yeah, adductor, adductor. Ad- 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 abductor work yeah there's, there's a whole ton of stuff you can Hip do right bridges. yeah there's a lot they i mean legs are actually a very easy one to train when it comes to body weight and there's a lot of variation there's a lot of progressions that you can that can be made um and the way i so just a bit of advice for like body weight training if you do just want to do body weight training at home you you can develop the your body weight training and make it progressively harder over time if you select things that make it harder. So we talk about progressive overload. So that might be time under tension. We could increase the time that we're doing it for to make it harder. So if you're doing press-ups, you would change the you tempo. You would change the tempo on yeah. the descent. Yeah. 
You could even for change example. it on, on the way out. Oh, but you could just make the whole thing go slower and yes. then it makes it harder. Exactly. So okay. you can change the tempo. You could lower your squat to five seconds down, one second pause at the bottom and then power up. You you know, yeah. there's whatever you want to do. Um, so that's the first one. You've got time and tension. You've got reps. So obviously, like we can increase the volume. So, yeah. uh, well, reps and sets. So how many? Just do, do more reps. more reps, basically, yep. whether it be reps or sets. If you yep. just increase that, you're doing more volume. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You could increase the difficulty of the exercise. So you could go through a continuum of exercises. So you might do like um, a static lunge into a reverse lunge, then into a forward lunge. Then you could do a Bulgarian split squat. So that's where you lift the back leg and put it on on your sofa, let's say, and drop the back knee to the floor. Um, that's a progressively harder lunge. Progressively, right? that gets yeah. harder, right? Yeah. So that's another way of doing it. Yeah. Um, we've also got technique. So just working on technique. By improving your technique and getting better and better, you're therefore making it harder because obviously, as we know, the, the our bodies try and become efficient and shortcut. If we try and be strict with our technique and make the muscles work, it makes work, it harder. Makes it harder, right? Yeah, yeah. So there are plenty of ways we can progressively overload body weight training. Um, but it does require either you, you know, signing up to someone who can offer you that yeah, that yeah. kind of progressively uh, written program, or you just need to have enough understanding of that continuum of various exercises for various body parts. Yeah. You're going okay. This is the easy one. This is the harder one. And most people's um, propensity is to go straight for the hardest one. Like Mays will do the most difficult. Yeah. And one, there isn't progression it, thereafter, yeah. and so you probably can't do them very well. If you start off easy and then, yeah. you know, enjoy the process of making it harder through time as you develop yeah. your strength and your fitness, that's probably a better way to do it. For sure. And another point I wanted to touch on as well, like for me, bodyweight training doesn't doesn't hit my psyche as, as much as it does with some of the people. And it's the same with you, isn't it? Because you're not it doesn't tickle the boxes for you when it comes to bodyweight training. You love lifting a barbell. You like, you like lifting weights, right? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, It feels so, like a waste of time. Yeah. If, if I'm honest, other than, other than, um, pull-ups. Yeah. So I, a, you I, know, I, other, other than pull-ups, it just all feels a bit pointless. Yeah. So you, you have it in your program cause you know, it's needed and I do it myself and, and I enjoy it, but I don't think either of us personally would enjoy it if that was all we did was bodyweight training. Um, but then there are people out there that do. So. I agree. And that really helps us close this discussion on on the last question I had for you, which are, you know, what are the limitations of bodyweight training? And we've kind of alluded to a couple of them now. Mm -hmm. But okay, so for whatever reason, someone's getting in, in on some hip home style training, right? Yep. Following a Joe Wicks or someone like that few DVDs and they've been doing that for a few months now mm -hmm. and they've lost a bit of weight. They're feeling fitter. They're able to go a little bit longer. Yeah. They've gone from one DVD to two DVD sessions in the morning. So there's progress mm -hmm. uh, and they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. But it's getting quite repetitious because it's the same DVD every morning yeah. or the same one of two or three. And I know people that have done that. Mm -hmm. um, my question is really around, is it a forever thing? And, Here's some kind of questions to tease tease out what I'm I'm talking about. So, is there a, a point of diminishing returns? Uh, can your body get adapted to body weight training to the point of where you, you just need to sh mix it up, do mm -hmm. new stuff? 
um, boredom factor, as you've mentioned, can you progressively overload forever? Mm-hmm. Like forever, right? You're talking about some, but can you do it forever? What about if your body if your body goals change from I want to lose some weight to I've lost some weight now I want to actually develop some muscle mass? Yeah. Like these are the questions flowing in my head, which I've got some doubt as to this yeah. being a long term strategy for most people. Yeah. I feel like as if it's um it's secondary and ancillary to a core of strength training. Mm-hmm. You could do it to build technique up, do hip finishes, that kind of thing. But as an exclusive way to train. Is it something people could do for a long time and continue to see increasing results? It's quite a hard question because you you could spend you could spend many years developing skill because mm-hmm. you could progress to the point where you are like a master at body weight where you're doing things like muscle ups and, and Olympic ring work. So and that, all the calisthenic stuff, calisthenics, and holding yourself. You know, horizontally from a bar. I mean, that's yeah. That's pretty I mean, insane. that's pretty like human flag. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty impressive and fucking hard as yes. well. Like they're in, and I actually think they're incredibly strong. So in that respect, yes, you you could long term keep developing and working and stuff because I'd imagine that sort of that sort of skill and strength would take years to develop. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest, most people don't do that. Yeah. And we're kind of talking about the we're general We're talking the general population. either hip-based stuff or yeah. the general kind of press-ups and stuff and I, like that. And I would say you are you are limited. There are things you can do and it's not all doom and gloom. There, you know, you can use bands and suspension trainers to kind of assist your body weight training. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be limiting if you're not going to be supplementing that with other strength work which is going to be with a barbell deb, um, dumbbells kettlebells etc so you feel maybe would it be fair to say that it's an on-ramp to uh, you know building up skill fitness strength uh interest uh you know just the general excitement about training and at some point the goal is really to transition into something that adds some load yeah. adds some extra complexity adds some additional resistance because without that I, I guess a lot of people find themselves adapted mm-hmm. they they get adapted to the training that they've been doing mm-hmm. especially if it's the same workout every day uh to the point that it's not really pushing the body to reach for new levels of fitness or new levels of strength or yeah. having to develop new muscle mass because it's the same thing. I've been doing this for the same few weeks, few months. And I know people that have fallen into that trap or they've lost weight and now the weight is just plateauing. Mm-hmm. But they're doing more than they had done before they started. Yeah. So now they're kind of like treading water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, uh, you like we said, you can progress at, at bodyweight training. But if you're if you're just doing things like, if you're at home, yeah, you are going to be limited and you will you will develop and progress, but quite soon you'll it get to the point where down. you'll slow down. Yeah. yeah, and those progressions, they're going to be micro-progressions. Yeah. Um, whereas if you then go into the gym and you start lifting weights and you start using real, real external load... It's just yeah. a lot easier to measurably and purposely start moving the needle forward. There's more metrics. Whereas the progressive help. overload you've been speaking about, other than reps and volume, 
everything else is a little bit more subjective technique mm. and time under tension and all that and rest periods i know you can measure those but it's nothing as uh visceral and obvious than your weight of the dumbbell the barbell is yeah. increasing and that's more obvious that you're developing strength and and let's Do you know think what I mean? about is that, like is that fair? yeah because if you think about time and tension you can max that out pretty quick technique you can yeah, max you that out like doing a, a, a one minute long press up uh, yeah that, no that's not gonna work you don't want to keep going and going and going forever because <laughs> damn you would just want to get out of bed in the morning oh no no, no just trying to do minutes. the slowest press up yeah yeah, human. yeah yeah god um you get world, world record for that yeah um so you can max it out pretty quick so you know you get to a point where you can't keep adding time and attention um you know technique you'll get to a point where your your, your technique, your technique is, good, is good it's going to be little tweaks but really you're going to technically going to be good and um, then volume reps like at some point reps like, you're going to max thousand out. reps in the morning before you go to work yeah, like, like come on that's like, not let's, fun let's let's do something yeah different <laughs> so that so the the metrics we're talking about they're going to be maxed out a lot easier a lot yeah. quicker than if you're in the gym with the deadlift um and the squats and whatnot you're gonna you, yeah you, you you could get pretty good at your technique pretty quickly and time and attention you can max out but then you've always got the weight You've always got the weight. So you've got like when the weight increases on the bar, then your technique has to be even better. Your um the, the reps will drop. So it's kind of a You're resetting, right? It's, you? it's resetting yeah. constantly. And that's that's where weight resisted training comes into it. And that's why I think it's so important. And and that's where body weight training is limited. Cool, man. I think we covered it. Do you want to kind of wrap a bow around this in terms of like bringing it all together so people have got the kind of one minute summary yeah i mean i think just if if you enjoy body weight training i would use it as a tool alongside your strength training um and i think pick what style of body weight training you like um so whether that is hit training or, or whether that's calisthenics um might be gymnastics it could be you know whatever you find and then I would do that alongside your strength training um, and being mindful of your goals at the same time. So if your your goals are weight loss, then I would probably be more biased towards HIIT training with your strength training. If you're an athlete, I would probably go more towards maybe calisthenics, skill work, um, maybe gymnastic work. Yeah. Um, so keeping your, your goal in mind is going to be important. Um, and yeah, I, I if, if you enjoy bodyweight training then and that's the, the only thing you want to do then by all means go ahead it's not gonna it's better than doing nothing that's what i would say i agree and let's just understand you know there's there's a, a time and a place for everything and mm -hmm. everything runs out of its usefulness after a while mm -hmm. right so yeah. you know if i if i was doing the same strength program you know mm -hmm. pro programmed in exactly the same way and had done that for five years yeah that wouldn't be effective. I'd have to I have to continue to evolve and change the stimulus of my body. And it wouldn't just be the weights, it would be the type of exercise. So I, my body gets fully functional and strong in all planes, right? Yeah. And using all my muscle groups. So everything needs to change yeah. to continue to adapt and, and see new changes in your body. Mm -hmm. And I think it's incredibly important when you do body weight stuff because I think people can fall into the trap of you know just following along with something and following along with the same thing for a long time yeah so just think change is good 
yeah, progression is good. And if you're changing it and you're progressing and you feel that that's not just subjective, but it's measurable, then I think for as long as that's happening, you're going to see results. Exactly. As soon as you start feeling like it's the same old, same old, you're probably going to see your results slow down or maybe start reversing. Yes, exactly. Agreed. Cool. All righty, Bryn. Thank you for today. And guys, listen, Adaptation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Take care. Cheers, guys. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.